0: I felt like this was the role that I'd wanted for a long time. So to work hard to get that and find a boss who was not only like a friend, but also was someone who was very inspiring and motivational as well. And to actually love the work I was doing was just brilliant. It felt like finally someone had seen what I could do. And finally someone had said, almost like, here's the keys, go do it.
1: feeling shaky after maternity or another long leave from work. Comeback Coach is the Wobbly Bottom podcast about kick-ass comebacks with coaching psychologist Jessica Chivers. She's exactly what you need when you're riding the return to work roller coaster. In this comeback episode, we hear about the wobbly moments and successes of someone who's made a comeback Jessica also hosts longer coach episodes, where we eavesdrop on a one-time coaching conversation. My guest today is Rachel Roby, who, as you heard, had a wonderful return to work. Rachel is a seasoned HR professional who started her career in in in-house recruitment and spent much of her 15-year HR career partnering businesses and connecting teams, including for a luxury floral company. She finished her corporate HR days in a cybersecurity growth company as an HR business partner covering EMEA and beyond, and this is where we pick up the return to work story. Fast forward to today, and Rachel has two daughters, aged six and two, and has kick-started two businesses. The first, Olive and Blossom, draws on her learning and development experience and leadership sessions, supporting teams to make connections and grow together via beautifully creative team days. The second is a startup focusing on supporting the floristry industry to identify and advertise brilliant floristry and horticultural vacancies. Before you hear Rachel's story, I'd like to say thank you very much indeed to Raiden Solicitors, the Times Top 200 award-winning family law firm who are sponsoring this second season of Comeback Coach. If you're in need of family legal expertise, head to raidensolicitors.co.uk. Now, if you or your colleagues need support with your return to work and onward career journey, remember to come over to comebackcommunity.co.uk and subscribe to our fortnightly care mails. And if your experience of returning to work wasn't as good as it could have been, your HR team needs to know about the Comeback Community employee experience. There's a two-minute film in the show notes that you can share with your HR colleagues that explains exactly what it is and why your workplace needs it. Okay. Let's go listen to Rachel. Rachel, it is so nice to talk to you. And I think you had one of the hardest situations when it came to coming back to work because you were coming back really quite soon and you were coming back to a new role, a new organisation. And I'm curious, were you actively looking to make a move to go somewhere else?
0: No, I genuinely don't think I was. I got a text message from a friend who I used to work with. And my baby at that point was maybe six weeks old, something like that, very early on. And I can remember I was sitting in the Sainsbury's having a coffee whilst the baby was in the car seat sleeping and had this sort of real urge to respond to it. I think perhaps naively, I hadn't really thought about what my return would be like to my previous role. Perhaps it just sparked a thought that maybe returning to that previous role wasn't the right thing. So I responded and said, oh, how about me? And that's how the
1: conversation started. What was in this text message? Who was it from?
0: It was from the internal recruiter who I'd worked with in a company before. And it just said, we've got this role. It's this kind of salary. Do you know anyone? (laughs) To which I said, yes, but how about me? I'm sure I probably don't tick every box, but let's have a conversation. And that's always what I've done, I think, just said, let's start a conversation. And it did. And it was a brilliant move. So,
1: Oh, I love the fact that you seized the moment that you were sitting there in Sainsbury's. Was Baby with you? Yeah, yeah baby's with you you're having a coffee you get this message and your instinct was this could be for me and you just went with that because if you'd have sat on that text message and not responded you might have done a bit more thinking and thought well what might you have thought
0: absolutely yeah I would have lacked the confidence I'm sure if I'd sort of thought about it too hard if I'd thought about how young baby would be when I interviewed or when I actually started the role I mean, I always intended to go back around six months anyway in my role that I was currently in. So I guess that bit wasn't a leap, but the consideration of actually meeting new people and interviewing with new people wasn't kind of on my radar at the time. I knew my friend very well. We had worked really closely in another role before, and I trusted her that if she said this was a good role, it really was a good role, so...
1: And what was it like then interviewing? So you sent this text message, you said, what about me? You're six weeks postpartum, talk me through how you prepared for that interview.
0: Well, I guess I had perhaps more time than you would with a toddler, at least, because baby's just feeding and sleeping at that point. I looked into the company, as you do, and then I literally had a phone call, I think I was just sat on my bed, just a phone call with the HR director, and instantly I could just feel we hit it off. I went through my experience and again, my experience was still really close to my mind because I'd only really had the six weeks of baby and I had taken about eight weeks off prior to that with holiday and some maternity. So I guess it was quite fresh in my mind, really. But yeah, sat on the bed just chatting to the HRD about potentially coming to work for her. So that was the first one, just a telephone call. And then she said, I'll call
1: you back and see if we might get you in for a second. And then what happened then, this second interview? How old was Baby at that point? And- oh, it was definitely no more than
0: about eight or nine weeks from memory. I know my memory's blurred from then, but I, I think around eight or nine weeks. And I had to go into London anyway. Well, not had to, but I'd been in, asked to come and show Baby off and all those kinds of things to my old job. And They were going through some significant changes and I think they wanted to sort of float those as well. And so that afternoon I organised that I would go sort of across London, baby in tow, and have this second interview. And I can really remember my partner saying, right, make sure she's fed, make sure she's dry, all those kinds of things, and hand her over. And we were in this car park somewhere in the city. I don't remember overly thinking about it and again I think that was something to do with the fact that I did know some of the people there I hadn't had a massive gap in working in in terms of my experience and I think I really wanted the job yes there was a sense of okay we can do this and we were working as a little team I think and yeah I mean obviously the nerves that you always get of an interview but I think when you know that it's the right thing you can just get it together and do it can't you I was very conscious she was very little, but, you know, I was very honest as well that she was very little and, you know, it would need to be the right
1: job to start a little bit earlier than I'd expected. So, yeah. Oh, wow. And personal question, and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to, but were you breastfeeding at the time? How was that? Because I I remember I was breastfeeding Monty and Artemis up until they were about six months old. And the idea of having to be in a certain meeting and be professional and thinking about breasts enlarging, timing of feeds and worrying about, I don't know, was that even a thing for you? Looking back, there's
0: some sort of naivety to the first baby in, in so many ways I don't think I even thought what challenges we'd have to overcome I just thought we would be able to do it that's naive isn't it but
1: no 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 not at all it's I was just thinking purely about that interview yeah. and just like oh my god oh yeah she no, was fully fed as much as possible oh yeah and I definitely
0: chose an outfit that I knew <laughs> <laughs> A leak through one. Oh my yeah, Absolutely, I love it. made sure all those pads were in and everything.
1: Goodness, yeah. But you dealt with it. You dealt with it. I just love how cool and collected you were. And obviously, absolutely. that you say you wanted it, and that really paved the way for you in a smooth yeah. experience. Absolutely. Okay, so you've been approached for this role. It's come out of left field, and baby's young and you tell them that baby is young and perhaps you weren't thinking about returning so soon I think there will be people listening to this wanting to know okay how clearly did you set your stall out about what kind of flexibility you might have wanted if you wanted flexibility about how soon you might start or not because I suppose it sounds like they wanted you so you might have felt that you had a bit of bargaining room but Talk me through how you made any asks that you wanted to make.
0: I remember having that first conversation just with the director, and I had said very clearly then, Would you accept somebody who would do this role on four days a week, for example? And she always had a very open mind. She said, Look, we think we need somebody across five days, but let's look at it. And I said, Okay, what if one of those or two of those was at home and that's kind of where the conversation started to answer your question more clearly I think I knew what I didn't want if that makes sense if it had been completely London based completely full-time five days a week with the commute and so on I'd done that I understood what that was going to look like I didn't want that with a little one it wouldn't have been fair on me and her really, you know, you're still very much in that tiredness kind of zone, aren't you? So yeah, that's the conversation, how it started. So she always knew from the beginning that for me, it would need to have some kind of flex in it. And it's just about how we made that work.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that you were confident to ask about that and that obviously you were pushing on an open-minded yeah. mind. I say an open-minded door then, but you were pushing on an open mind or you were talking to an open mind.
0: Yeah, absolutely. She is Swedish, so potentially that helps culturally because mm. it comes from an environment where having you know, children is very much part of work and life and there's a little bit more openness, I think, Not to pigeonhole people but I think that's probably a place that she was coming from herself so she was certainly very open to have a conversation but
1: also very clear what the business needed it was a young business it was growing and so from interview then to actually starting did you have to negotiate a later start date or so when did you start
0: yeah so you know again they would have wanted somebody to start there and then and I said well how about we get to I think maybe it was about four or five months And I went in three days a week for the first month, I think it was. So again, she was brilliant. I said, if I could build it up, I just know that I'll feel better, home life will feel better, and hopefully you'll get better out of me. So it was a compromise, really, because they then got somebody in the business to start, get to the point where I understood what was going on, and then could do a hell of a lot more for them, I guess, one month after, because I was a bit more settled again, little one is then sort of six months by that point, And then that's a whole different thing. I stopped feeding. By choice, I didn't sort of force that. That was very much me deciding that I didn't want to do, do that anymore. And I moved on. So actually, it all kind of phased in quite nicely, even though, you know, it wasn't easy, but it phased in well. And
1: I think a lot of that was because I was quite honest upfront about what I needed. You know, I think you're going to give people listening to this, a really encouraging feeling that you were able to be so open about what you wanted and people listening thinking, okay, so I can make these requests and these suggestions and there's a blueprint for this. And I think what you've said about phase return is So important. You have somebody back in the business and you help them get their head in the game gradually and build really strong foundations is terrific. And do you think there are any advantages to returning at that early stage? I think
0: there's certainly an advantage in the sense of your confidence. Your last role is very clear in your mind, your experience is very clear in your mind, your confidence around. The conversations with people are very clear. And I think that gives you the confidence to feel like you've not been out of it, whatever that is,
1: for too long. So, yeah, I think that would be the advantage. For sure. And were there any difficulties with starting back when your daughter was young? Yeah, definitely. I think you're
0: still finding your way. aren't we still? But, um, you know, you, you're still finding your way. You're still working out what baby's needs are. I was extremely fortunate or certainly we had always thought about the fact that we wanted to do things together as a team. I had a partner who worked for himself at that point, And again, it wasn't easy for him. He ended up doing lots of his work at night time. But I had a partner who wanted to take on at least that sort of second part, so that six month to 12 month part, you know, so she went to a lot of coffee shops and a lot of swings with him. (laughs) Great, great. And I didn't worry about leaving her with him. My heart, you know, was still sort of wrenched in many ways, but she was with him and their relationship is extremely strong. And I'm sure that that's one of the reasons. For sure, oh, you know, fortunate in that sense, and we had some goals that we wanted, and so on, so for me, going back to work, there was a
1: reason to do it, and at the end of the day, it's for her isn't it so oh, you're so right, you know <laughs> when you've got that compelling reason, then it just makes everything so much easier. I think that's something that I mentioned in my book is on those difficult days, those difficult moments, if you're able to just zoom out and remember your why, you know why you're going back and hold on to that, see that bigger picture and how wonderful that your partner was there taking the lead and you just knew that you could get on and focus Mm. at work because you knew that things were taken care of at home
0: oh yeah for sure he would be the one who would say don't facetime us it's not good for you (laughs) it's not good for you check in of course say hi of course but actually for me personally it was harder for me to see her at home without me if you ask her now she's got no clue what I was doing back then in some ways it's probably easier to leave her then looking back Mm. is to leave a one-year-old two-year-old who know that mummy's home that know mummy's routine with them and so on it was probably easier looking back
1: I totally think so. You know, my parents were both teachers and both of their salaries were needed to pay the mortgage. And my mum went back to work when I was six weeks old. And I realised now, gosh, I was really little, but I was with a childminder who was really good just around the corner from the middle school that my mum was working in. And they obviously had complete trust in Christine. And I just think that great childcare and feeling that you trust that childcare, get on and do it. And also my mum at the time, you know, this was back in 1979, I'm 42 now. And she wouldn't have had the FaceTime or Christine sending her pictures or anything. I mean, she was in the classroom anyway, teaching, but wouldn't have had that kind of distraction or being pulled to think about me because you drop off at the Charminder. And you go and do. And, you know, I always think about a friend of mine, Lucy, who is one of four, and her mum had Lucy and her brother at sort of one stage in her life. And then she had her two sisters. It was a fairly sizable gap. And Lucy's mum will talk about the difference being a parent to Lucy and her brother, and then being a parent to, you know, how things have changed and so much more pressure on parents or mothers to know what's going on and all these things we're supposed to think about but I think what your partner did for you Rachel was just great saying get on
0: it's a slight sort of tough love isn't it in some ways but actually it works because like you said you know we had a focus we wanted to move house we wanted to do certain things and me having that traditional salaried role was going to be the thing that really helped us. And I think I'd love to say it was because it was all about my career. But it probably was more about the fact that as a small family, we had some goals and dreams that we wanted to sort of hit ourselves. And I should say I've gone on to have a second child and the experience is totally flipped the other way. I'm with her 24-7. Will she feel any different to my first one? I don't think she will. They both get you know real one-on-one kind of attention they've just had two slightly different experiences of those first 52 weeks or whatever that and
1: they won't remember either no. of them won't remember
0: no, ask her now honestly she's got no clue if I say you know I used to commute to London she's like, oh,
1: oh nice that's nice for you <laughs> Commuting—that's something we used to do. Hey, so tell me about a wobbly moment because that's one of the things I always ask my guests on these comeback episodes. You know, what what was your wobbliest moment in this whole experience of going back to work?
0: I think there was probably two at different stages. So the first would be around when I first returned into the workplace. So it's new, I'm getting to grips with the job, and she's really small at home. So I think the wobbliest bits there were around calling home. I used to FaceTime in the toilet just to try to hide my emotions, I think, because of this new position. So that was probably a wobbly moment. Like I say, we kind of worked through that. But I think the wobbliest was around when she was actually getting older and I was more involved in the job and more committed, I guess, to that position. Missing the train home, I remember really distinctly. My mum was actually caring for her that time because she sort of stepped in around 12 months and did a lot for us. I can remember being on the platform and missing the train and thinking that I can't bath her and put her to bed. And, you know, she was about one years old then. Again, she has got no understanding or recollection of that. But for me, standing on the platform, it was as if the world had ended clearly it didn't I was extremely sleep deprived with her as well extremely so everything felt bigger than it probably was in hindsight and Mm. uh, I think I was saying to you before about now I look back and I would be so much kinder to myself in those moments than I was at the time I was very harsh on myself I think
1: Mm. yeah Yeah, having that distance it does give you a different perspective doesn't it And, and what about a peak moment tell us about something a moment that felt really good when you'd gone back and started this new role I felt
0: like this was the role that I'd wanted for a long time. So to work hard to get that and find a boss who was not only like a friend, but also was someone who was very inspiring and motivational as well. And to actually love the work I was doing was just brilliant. It felt like finally someone had seen what I could do. And finally someone had said, almost like, here's the keys, go do it. That was just lovely, empowering, lovely, yeah, an experience I wouldn't forget. I mean, this is a boss, a lady who literally carried my baby around the office saying hi to everyone and very much made sure that those two parts of my life were working, yeah. Oh, gosh, let's all have Swedish bosses. Oh, she's amazing, she's absolutely amazing. I hope she listens to this at some point because she was instrumental in in lots sort of the things I've gone on to do, so...
1: Oh Rachel it has been such a pleasure hearing about how it was for you and how well it worked out I am so pleased that you did what you did with that text message in Sainsbury's (laughs) that day amazing thank you for being here
0: thank you Jessica
1: Rachel's manager really nailed it she's written the blueprint for helping people have a smooth return to work hasn't she Now I hope that this episode has inspired you to feel that you can say yes to things even if you don't feel quite ready for them. You know Rachel got that text sitting in Sainsbury's not thinking about work at all and yet there was that rush of I'd love to do that job and she acted on it before she had time to overthink and talk herself out of it. I wonder if you've been thinking about making a move to a new organisation or perhaps you have. How's it going? Have you had a phased return? I'd love to hear from you. So do get in touch with your stories and questions either on Instagram at Comeback.com.uk or drop me a line on email jc at talentkeepers.co.uk. And remember to head over to comebackcommunity.co.uk to subscribe to our fortnightly care mails with resources to support your return to work and onward career journey. Until next time, stay bright.